Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! Yes! Roars! Roars! This isn't the show where you growl at the beginning, though. This, that's a different one. I just roar. No, we yeah, just roar. We roar. <laughs> roar! 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 Yes. Hold on. There's something going on right now with... You have to turn it on mute. I did put it on mute. No. <laughs> this is all because Emily won't show up to work. She's like, I'm going to yeah, do this exactly. from Virginia and make Coast. it so everybody else has to like, do your Zoom so you can see me and all these other things and, and all this stuff where if she was just here <laughs> and cared less about her family, um, yes, Andy exactly. wouldn't be struggling it's, with technology. It says that it's on mute and I turn the volume all the way down. Like there, I didn't hear it. And yet. No, I could hear it. It was definitely. No, I could hear it. Yeah. I can still hear it. Brian, it's your me. phone, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> we found the culprit. Yeah, oh, I just did on a Wednesday. It's only four years did. into using Zoom, guys. You can say that in this economy. Andy Kamenetsky, Brian Kamenetsky, <laughs> in for Travis and Sliwa. Happy birthday to Travis Rogers, who is taking a well-deserved, I guess, five-day weekend. In is it, is it well-deserved? I think so. I, think so. I mean, first well of all, deserved. It maybe. is well deserved because of all the absences of Alan Sliwa that he has to carry. <laughs> that is Sliwa never shows up to his own job. When did he become Mason? He has spent a long time at this station with Mason as the station <laughs> alpha. You learn a lot of things. I just I respect that because Sliwa like kind of like really leaned into and, and rightly so um this idea of like you know i i got where i am i'm a grinder i did like six years of shows in the back room that nobody listened to just well, he's still you know, doing those shows right <laughs> uh, you could that's just terrestrial radio um but you know oh, you, you ha- i know so you have like alan's back there <laughs> alan's back there grinding away like honing his craft and all that kind of stuff gets on the air literally never takes off uh, he's he's here for every show, every you know pregame, every postgame, you know here there, there whatever doesn't matter. And now all of a sudden, now that he's established, and I think like you know signed some sort of contract or whatever, now he's like I'm Mason, I am I'm working the bare minimum. <laughs> well, I am out of here. He's taken the Mason attitude to the highest level, Alan Sleewell, because he will take off his day part show from ten to one, but then show up to do Lakers pregame. It just you know. At, you work around <laughs> you work around Alan Sliwa now. I think it's been established. It's Alan Sliwa's world, and the rest of us just work around you it. You win a couple Mandy Awards, and all of a sudden you think you just <laughs> and, do whatever and you like, want. You know, the, he's the self-proclaimed king of pickleball. He had a you know a nice right. run at the softball game. How is Alan the king of pickleball? He and Travis. He won the award themselves. for it. He won some award for it. All I remember is you and I they were the gave, we were the only people oh. who won a game on stats. That's right. But that's, <laughs> we were. That's the trophy that Ireland tossed against the wall. Yes, yeah, you're right. He destroyed it. He did one. So you can just do that. You can just declare yourself the king of something. <laughs> Sliwa right can apparently. Somebody declared them because they quote unquote played the best. They were the best team. Yeah, they were. They didn't win. They were playing in this station like tournament inside the tournament, except it was taking place. While Brian and I were still playing in the, the actual, actual tournament, pickleball because tournament. we were the only we were the only seven ten on air folks who actually advanced around. We we're the only ones, and somehow this tournament of losers became what made the crown. The crown was established if, by this if, tournament if anyone, of losers. If anyone is the king of pickleball around here, it's us. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. I just maybe I, uh, talk about in the next year's mandates. <laughs> It might be like I'm. I'm good to have around because like 15 minutes. I'll make it 20 this time. (laughs) We will. It's not our fault. We're funny. Um, It's. I I just. It's good to have me around sometimes because like you can recap like six months worth of things that have happened at the station (laughs) that I'm uh, completely unaware of. Um, Like Alan Sleewa declaring himself the kid because that's a that's that's too far. No, he he run. He has basically declared himself like an authoritarian leader. Right. Someone needs. Alan needs. Someone needs to dial it back. That's all I'm saying. Take him down a notch. Dial it back, Alan. Might have to talk to Lady Slee maybe about putting him in his place. 
Maybe. Because like, I, I, well, you just wonder, like, is his home life he just went, as much of a dick? He went from too humble <laughs> yeah. to not humble enough. Speaking of home life, That's Emily, they get there. Um, have, has the third Hebel sister arrived in Virginia? No, she actually comes in tomorrow morning. So she's arriving to Richmond Airport tomorrow morning, the day of Thanksgiving. So super convenient to get to the airport. And uh, yeah, she's flying in from Orlando. Is she avoiding that family that the rest of you are looking to duck? <laughs> no, she's in medical school. So she was actually finishing up her rotations in surgery today. So she was busy up until tomorrow morning. But uh, yeah, she does actively want to avoid the other family members. But I did see a movie last night with my with my one sister and my cousin. Uh, we went to go see the Hunger Games prequel again. This is my second time seeing this two and a half hour movie. Um, and it was worth it both times. Hmm. Can I? Were you guys I, ever Hunger Games people? I like. The, I, don't, I don't sweat the Hunger Games. I, I have no real movies. opinion of it one way or the other. I, mean, I haven't read the books or anything. Can we back <laughs> up a second? What does your other sister do? We have one in medical school. What does the other one do? Yes, two others. So two other others. sister is in school. So oh. in uh, undergraduate. So she's starting to be a teacher, and uh-huh. then oldest sister is an accountant um, for one of the big big five firms or whatever but she's in italy for thanksgiving oh, which wow. is just where everyone goes for thanksgiving right to go As to italy one does. that's what the pilgrims yeah say. so with the, among the four sisters you went to uva which is an yes. outstanding institution they didn't let me in yeah uh, i did not get in um <laughs> where, vanderbilt okay. where do you rank like among the like the, the where the, the the parents pride rankings like where are you compared to the mm. accountant the student and the doctor I think they're proud of all of us, which is uh-huh. the sad answer. But uh, you know, I sure think they are. That... But what's what's the I mean, real answer? Proud of you, and right. there's proud. Of you. I mean, there's like like the neighbors ask, "Oh, aren't you? Must be so proud yeah. of them." Yeah, yeah, we're proud. Yay! But like when when they're alone, <laughs> but they talk more about the other three. Right. When they're alone and they're doing their rankings as parents I think do, that they're the most interested and they talk to people the most about my job because it's the weirdest job I would say mm-hmm. of anybody. Because, you know, okay, people can understand in an intellectualized medical school. Like, they know what medical school is. They don't really know why someone in 2023 is working as a radio producer. So I think that's... Can I, can I note confusion? <laughs> I can say it's a questionable... <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not wrong. Confusion and pride are not the same thing. <laughs> right. They are proud of me for working in ESPN. I was trying to find yesterday my uh, yearbook that... When I was in fifth grade, I said I wanted to be an ESPN sports commentator. It was in the yearbook. They asked us what we wanted to be. So I ended up being what I wanted to be when I was 10 years old. But uh, yeah, I think they're proud of me, I guess. I hope. But I think they're most proud of Maggie for going to medical school because I guess that's, you know, a noble thing, I guess. Well, I mean, look, (laughs) without any – it's a noble thing, I I guess. guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right now, she's in the middle of the trenches of it all, so – Who's, who's doing more for society, a radio producer in Los Angeles or a doctor? I don't know. Who's who's to say? No, the one that's DTF, down to Fry in Italy. <laughs> you can <laughs> explain, explain that to, to Brian because Brian. Brian just looked at me weird. <laughs> I mean, look, what, what your so, sister's doing in medical school and all that, that's really impressive. But yeah. does she have like a Twitter community? I right. doubt it. Every Monday, do people <laughs> check in with her to see what she thinks about college football? I don't think so. Yeah, no, no. But uh, my sister, who is DTF down to fry is my sister in italy she she loves air fryers like she has an emotional support air fryer essentially she takes an air she has a road air fryer and she has the air fryer in her home so she has a shirt that says dtf but then it has on the sides of it says down to fry so that people don't get confused with another meaning of dtf Uh, but yeah she did not take an air fryer with her to italy which is surprising and shocking out of context Um, down to fry doesn't help (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she <laughs> also don't know what that means. She didn't want to take mozzarella. And, oh wait, wait. There's also a big air fryer on the shirt too. Oh, that, so okay, you can't that, even that convince does. it that way. So there's a okay. big air fryer. You can't. She wore it to Disneyland, and she, no one commented on it. I wonder why. Um, but I yes. respect that. Your parents now. <laughs> she would shoot up my pride because you have to understand. We do rank our children. I have three of, of them. We're constantly ranking them. Andy only yeah. has one, and yet he and she goes from the top to the bottom very quickly, and like in only one kid. Um, the, yeah, I, I think the Claire, father, the accountant, definitely has the most money. So ooh. maybe we're like the pride goes there that she can take care of them in her old age, in their old age. So maybe that goes up. But yeah, I think my the, they're more proud of me when I'm home because they don't see me very often. We so used to have um, Brian. Brian and I have a very small family. Like my mom on my mom's side, she only had one sister. And that one sister only had two kids. So Brian and I only have 
two first cousins in all like my small, dad small literally too because dad's now like five four and mom is shrinking she's down to like four ten exactly um but we used to have a great grandmother on our mom's side nasty woman and she used to rank the four her four great grandchildren in the order that she liked us to our faces <laughs> like this was a big event she would let us know who she not even loved because i don't even know if love was a consideration in any of this it was purely like um, and she would let us know just where we all stood in the rankings, which weren't all that fluid. They felt pretty fixed in the way that she felt about us. <laughs> can, I, can I encourage your parents to do something like that tomorrow during dinner? Like, okay, what are we thankful for? And I will. I, w- I am thankful for um, <laughs> my children in the following order. I mean, look, you've got yes. this. You've got this one set of family coming over that apparently nobody wants to be around. It's going to become a disaster anyway. So you might as well just get all the truths out. Just lay everything <laughs> on the table during this dinner that's going to become apparently like a tension-filled disaster. Is it? Are you guys a yeah. heavy drinking Thanksgiving family? Um, this group that will be here is about half heavy drinkers, half judges the heavy drinkers. Oh. So there's that. There's that. Which mix. half are you in? <laughs> <laughs> that's on half a night's going. <laughs> um, also, by the way, guys, if you're listening, we have uh, some cam brothers ask cam brothers questions at 10 45 you can ask them about all their thanksgiving traditions uh since andy you're hosting right yeah i am hosting so you can ask andy all the hosting questions brian all the uh, guest questions i guess i don't know what the best question would be i don't have any i have no responsibilities for this. <laughs> yeah but send them in before 10 45 all right well we're moving on to Thanksgiving tomorrow. Lakers moving on to the quarterfinals of the Ooh, nice in-season set. tournament. Thank well you. Done. On the heels of a blowout win over the Utah Jazz. How do we feel about the Lakers after 15 games? That is coming up next on Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Did you know buying real Christmas trees helped save the American Christmas tree farming industry? I'd never thought about it before, but when you say that, it is actually <laughs> logic to yeah, it. It's obvious. Buying Christmas trees save the Christmas tree yeah, industry. And it's an okay. important industry, and you need it during this particular season. For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. That's great. So are American farmer jobs, also great. So buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. For more information online at getitreal.com. Getrealkeepitreal.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Kamenetsky Brothers in for Travis and Sliwa. And gotta, at some point, we got to get into, uh, Brian and I were just talking about this, real sports on HBO. There's an episode coming up where... Colts owner Jim Ursay talks oh, no. about his <laughs> infamous. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, <laughs> I know. Just the words Jim Ursay makes you go, "Oh no!" I'm still looking for Emily in her little producer room, just out of habit, and there's look there. down at Zoom. It's I right can't do that. My natural instinct is to look back there, and all I see is Carlo. You get to see uh, uh, Emily's adorable board from her childhood. Like every girl, we should specify, girl who entered her childhood room would sign this board so she's got a yep. big board of names behind her 
and it's all Steelers colors. And I just turned on my fan. My fan, the like things on the fan are all Steelers. They all have stickers on it that have the Steelers. Did you ever logo. try to lure people into your room just so no, you could put their No, I just name don't think there? that boys wanted to come to my room because it's all Steelers and <laughs> Steelers. Yeah, yeah, boys yeah. hate girls who are football fans. Uh, sure. Well, they might hate. <laughs> they may hate the girls who know more oh, that's about true. They football don't than like that. that. Yeah, that's threatening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Plus, I just I feel like time in the Heeple house could be very intense for some of these boys coming over. <laughs> it's four girls screaming the top of their lungs. And Why aren't you an the- accountant? <laughs> <laughs> some of you guys have met Claire. Claire is a lot. I love her, but she's a lot. She listens to she listens to the show as she goes to bed. She texted me yesterday. She said that she listens to the show. As she falls asleep, so well, at least just, maybe we can lull her to sleep. Is that is that the influence of Alan? Hi oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Strays. Just the, just a photo that you sent me that one time with the four of you like standing on the beach and you're all you all look like you're like flexing or doing something and you're all in like identical <laughs> you're in like identical sweaters or jerseys. No, okay, this is what it was. You we guys all look shirts. alike anyway. These these shirts say I'm not gonna say the word, but it's which one, which two, which three, which four in the order of which we were born, but we did not say which on them. So that was the shirts that I that's this photo I, I chose to share yeah, with you. But that that circles back to you saying it could be a lot to be around the four. <laughs> Just so you're aware, I can absolutely yeah. am one hundred percent prepared to do a three hour deep dive into your family. You know, for the entire <laughs> okay. I could do that for the entire show. I am prepared. Hey, man. It's we have a lot of lore, uh, Brian. Yes, so, that's uh, and I feel like I've been that. missing. I, I do. We talk. Andy and I talk Lakers every day, five sure. days a week, including on, on the internet. Anywhere on, you get your podcast and on YouTube. Yeah, there's <laughs> well, YouTube. Wow. So I don't need locked to, on Lakers in case I mean, it wasn't totally clear right. what we were talking about from a programming standpoint. Maybe people yeah. would like us to do it. I don't need to. This is my opportunity to learn more about you and your mm-hmm. increasingly intriguing family. <laughs> yeah uh yeah ask me any questions that you want and i will i'll will answer them Where the hell is that, mirror that looks antique it is very old so my mirror as those who can't see it um because i'm not on the <laughs> Which YouTube is either. basically everyone <laughs> who isn't aren't me and andy no no they, my we're on youtube correct are we not right, on, but they can't I'm not on uh, yeah they can't yet. see her zoom the zoom feed um but it is like an Emily, antique though. looking mirror it's got some wood around it and like a mirror in the middle mm-hmm. um and i've had it since before i was bored i guess so it's over 30 years old so it's it, basically <laughs> antique right guys <laughs> It's the Hebel family mirror. <laughs> I have an IKEA. I have an IKEA desk that's full of uh, trophies and trash, um, and that's my what? that's my room. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN is a thirty year old mirror and antique. <laughs> trophies and trash. Yeah, there's my trophies on the top part of this desk, and then there's trash on the bottom part. As trash is in my old treasures, as in old things that I just have kept in my room. <laughs> Some um, of which actually is trash. Trophies and exactly. trash is a great name for an album. <laughs> yes, that is, is a phenomenal. Honestly, it is. Um, speaking of trophies and trash, what about Jim Mercer? <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to the Lakers in a second, but th- this is phenomenal. Uh, Jim Mercer, the often polarizing controversial owner of the Colts who well, has he's a, not polarizing everyone hates that him. is true <laughs> you, know, you have to have people who like right. you in order someone to be has to like you to be polarized. yeah uh, he, the very repellent owner <laughs> of the of the Colts in 2014 had a very high profile arrest for operating a vehicle while intoxicated I believe it came out that he was under the influence of a lot of painkillers he did an, an upcoming episode of HBO Sports. So keep in mind, this episode is nearly 10 years after this arrest, where he said the only reason that he was arrested and pulled over for this DUI situation is because he is, quote, a rich white billionaire. Quote, I am prejudiced against because I'm a rich white billionaire. If I'm just the average guy down the block, they're not pulling me in. Of course not. I don't care what it sounds like. It's the truth. I could give a damn what people think about how anything sounds or sounds like. The truth is the truth, and I know the truth. Then he said that the arrest was wrong because he had just had it. This is great. I had just had hip surgery, and I had been in the car for 45 minutes. And what? They asked me to walk the line? (laughs) Are you kidding me? I can barely walk at all. 
That, sir, is an argument for why you shouldn't be driving. driving right? <laughs> if you can't yeah. walk, you can't drive. It is amazing that, A, anybody would say this, but you would figure that this is coming out like he said this while intoxicated. Mm-hmm. He had. I t- thought, when Andy told me this story, I thought that was what he said to the cop while under the influence. Like, you're only pulling me over because I'm a rich white billionaire. No, he, he had 10 years to think about this. <laughs> like 10 years, I, I believe he went into rehab. Like presumably there's been therapy, like reflection, all these different things. And after 10 years, what he landed on was, I am prejudiced against because I'm a rich white billionaire. If I had just been an Which, everyday average Joe, right. the police leave me alone. By the way, this is only a, uh, a perspective that a rich white billionaire could have. <laughs> right, exactly. Because that's who they're pulling over all the time. <laughs> can you imagine, like, even if that's what you were thinking, like, actually, like, not having the, the, the handbrake somewhere in your brain to keep that from coming out of your mouth, you know what, I'll just say that among my other friends and you know when i'm around you know robert Kraft, elon musk or people like that <laughs> we'll just uh, for my private circle but actually saying like no i'm going to say this out loud because it needs to be said because it's it is a shame what is happening to the rich white billionaires i mean everybody I knows i gotta take a stand here everybody knows that this you know this country we have a pretty high incarceration rate compared to the rest of the <laughs> developed world everybody knows that it comes on the back of rich white billionaires yep. like that's what these yeah, cells course. are filled up with it's all rich white <laughs> billionaires <laughs> every person yeah, about time those guys caught a break <laughs> shame plus think about the reaction of the players in your locker room who yeah. probably don't <laughs> like you anyway probably think you look down on them anyway to hear that, I, I I picture the reaction of their P. I don't know who their head of PR is, but like, just like the the letter, the little email you send off to the owner, uh, dear Mister Ursay, just want to remind you, it would be great if in the future you could loop me into any <laughs> interview opportunities. Wait, he went on Real Sport. Wait, what? <laughs> Nobody told us about Ugh. this. Only, is, he's prejudiced against because he's a rich white billionaire. That is amazing. That is amazing. I welcome. The and this is just a preview for the episode, right? Like, so it's it's this is just like what real. <laughs> oh, I'm watching. <laughs> if this is just a yeah. taste, I am watching. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they certainly got my attention. <laughs> this is appointment television, <laughs> right here. Yeah. If this is just wetting my beak, I am all. I just, I don't this. understand. Like, if I were, I mean, if I were a billionaire, I would be a rich white billionaire. I mean, I would be so happy because <laughs> I had all this money. I didn't have any cares in the world. I'd just be walking around like giving people money. Like today, people are working. It's the Wednesday before. Thanksgiving, I was like, I, I'm stopping for breakfast. I'll bring in a couple extra pastries for people who have to work today. If I were doing that, I'd be doing that, except it'd be like hundreds. Like I'd be, I just leave stacks of thousand dollar bills like around because I can, <laughs> because I'm a rich white billionaire. Like I would be happy all the time. And these guys are all so bitter. I like, don't get it. Okay, I, even if you're a Laker fan who hates the Clippers, mocks the Clippers, like whatever, and I get it done those jokes, whatever. They're funny. You have to at least love how Steve Ballmer goes about being a rich white billionaire. Like, he's always jolly. Toilets! toilets. He's, like, jumping up and down at games. He's, he's giving like, what the people want. They so, want toilets! But he seems <laughs> genuinely happy with yes. his status as a rich white billionaire, and why shouldn't he be? <laughs> That's pretty much the top of the mountain. Like, what do you have to worry about at that point? You know what? Jeannie Buss does it well, too, as a rich white billionaire. Yes. She, yeah. she seems happy. She does it great. Why are so many rich billionaires, rich white billionaires, so unhappy? You know what you can afford when you're a rich white billionaire? <laughs> to catch a lift after your hip surgery so you don't have to drive and get pulled <laughs> yes. over. That is true. <laughs> I can't walk. <laughs> I can't I can't walk a line. How dare you pull it's me like over? I was <laughs> pedaling with my other foot. <laughs> What's the high-end Uber? What's the high-end Uber? Whatever it is. Uber X. Uber Uber Black. He could have have created a company just to take him home. Like, he could have created the first Uber. Hey, for 200 bucks, I could have driven him home. Yeah, all right. You'd have have gone to Indianapolis to do it. I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand the anger and the bitterness. And like, and even now there were, it's like, yeah, I screwed up. I shouldn't have been driving. I had to go to rehab. It was really super embarrassing. There are no consequences. 
He's still the owner of the Colts. Ten and- years to think about this, <laughs> but he's been angry about it for ten years. Let go, man. <laughs> Also, what do you expect Jabir say to say? He's going to say some wild crap, and it's going to be interesting. Oh, but I'm if, watching this episode. If he was, yeah. But if he was like a like a plumber, he'd be like the biggest jerky plumber. Like, some people are just wired that way, apparently. Right, and I, so not to continue this earsay conversation, but I did send you guys a picture of this. It's so and disturbing. Yes, Brian, it is so disturbing. It is, looks like a hoarder dead okay is this something that your have your parents been like oh emily's not here so we're just going to store some things in your room or is this yeah. how you left it no this is the emily's not here let's store everything okay. <laughs> in a specific was, spot because if, yeah. if it was the if it was how you left it i'd have no. a lot of, can we can we post this on the on no do not social post media? On social media <laughs> why not uh, no. there's no like I, identifying no. stuff and there's no like people in emily there. based on the way yeah. your well actually there may be people in there we just can't see them emily based <laughs> yeah. on the way your family keeps your desk you're low on the pride ratings Hey, this is what they're doing. The accountant's desk does not look like this. Oh, the accountant's desk. She doesn't have a desk. She doesn't have a room. There's there's actually a velvet rope. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. It's like it's been preserved. Like people come by around uh, around town and they look into the room. Same with the doctor's room, right? Um, But your room. Let's just throw a bunch of crap in there. (laughs) Emily's room is storage. It is. I I moved out. I'm not living in the house that's anymore. That's you know, so storage. you're aware. That's what they did to Andy's room. My parents. No, my, <laughs> no, they didn't even do that. No, they just they, they got rid of it completely. Yeah, my my room because I was the first to leave the house. My room got turned into a sitting room, like a sort of a lounge for my mom. I got moved into the basement, mm-hmm. away from away from all the people. Well, that's what happened to the accountant. She sleeps on the couch downstairs whenever she's home, which is also probably why she's in Italy. <laughs> All right. Okay, we are going to talk about the Lakers and the win last night over the Jazz. They got home court in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. They're 9-6. and six. How do we feel about this, this team? That's next on Travis and Sliwa. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Travis and Sliwa, Kamenetsky brothers in for both guys. Travis celebrating his birthday. Happy birthday. Sliwa off doing something unspecified right as is always the case with Sliwa. <laughs> maybe in san diego maybe in uh japan Tokyo. maybe somewhere else who knows as i like to say he's off contract killing Sliwa-ing. somewhere yeah we we don't know what he's up to and in certain ways it's best that we don't know but he did manage to watch uh yesterday's laker game he was there for pregame he was we know he was took the show off but did do his was pre-game. he physically there or doing it from like what? far away i i don't know was he physically? I, I, thought, don't know. I thought Chris said that he was. Oh no! Did Beto do, did Beto do the whole thing? Well, according yesterday? to Twitter, uh, I guess he was there. Oh yeah. No, I'm hearing. Wow. I was going to say I'm hearing he was there. 
Well, yeah, yeah. According to Twitter, right? that's yeah. how I know he was there. It's that's- a it's a Sliwa special. <laughs> well, in any event, he witnessed a one thirty one ninety nine Lakers demolishing of the Jazz. They are now four and zero in the in season tournament. They have clinched home court for the quarterfinals game. Not exactly sure how all this works, but nope. the Lakers are crushing it in the in season tournament. They seem like a lot of players around the league genuinely excited and motivated by this setting. Darvin Ham came out and said, the 500K, not incidental. Right, and so here's the thing. Like, I don't think they all understand it. Like, Whenever you like ask them specific questions about it, you know, AD last night after the game wasn't even really sure what it was called, like, you know, and, and all that. But that said, 500K, we get so used to, oh, these guys make millions and millions and millions. Let's say, like, Torian Prince makes about $5 million, right? Give or yeah. take. That's, yeah. $500,000 is 10% of Torian Prince's income. If I told any of you, any of me, me, Andy, whatever, like, you could do something for doing exactly what you were doing anyway, which is playing basketball, like, you know, in regular season games that matter. If you win this, if you do extra well in this little thing, we'll give you 10% of your income. You've got my attention. Wow. I would work a little harder. Yeah, I mean, half a million dollars for literally doing your job right. as described. Like, I will admit, I completely underestimated, I think, how much players would value that, even as people worth tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. I underestimated how just super competitive these people are, these NBA athletes, just people who do this for a living. Mm-hmm. If you put any competitive setting like these guys we've seen that like you know when they play cards it turns into super competitive you know like just a horse game turns super competitive like first to the building super competitive but if you took the 500k away it would be a lot less competitive (laughs) i mean that that part is sure is undeniable sure but there are stakes and i think guys enjoy the idea of these sort of stakes and then in the meantime the lakers we're still figuring out exactly who they are. They're figuring it out. But in this process of not looking dominant out of the gates by any stretch, they're three games above 500. If the season ended today, they'd be the sixth seed out of the play-in altogether. They've done no damage mm-hmm. during this period where it still looked a little bit shaky and we still haven't quite figured out who they are. All things being equal, it's going fine. Even if it's not going great, it's going fine. Yeah. I mean, we, on the podcast, spent a lot of time Locked talking. Locked on Lakers. Yes. You can watch it, too, on YouTube if you want. Um, Five days a week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on weekends. Always free. Yeah. If you if you would ask, because like the schedule for the Lakers has been really hard. Um, you know, this this little little like interlude where they've played Portland, they've got... Uh, you know Utah, like they got a, they got lucky in the sense that Memphis is just awful this year. That looked like it was going to be a hard game at the beginning of the season. Turned out not so much. But if given how hard the schedule has been, if you said nine and six going in after the first fifteen games, I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. I'll take it. Maybe I would cost myself ten and four. Maybe they could do or ten and five. Maybe they could be eleven and four. I don't know. But I could also have seen an, a, a scenario where they could be. Right at 500, or you know, maybe a game or two under 500, and I, they're fine. I don't think, but they haven't played great. But Vanderbilt hasn't played, and Vincent really hasn't played, and Hachimura missed time, and um, you know, guy Cam Reddish is hurt now. Guys have been in and out of the lineup to the point where they haven't even been able to have like a consistent roster of injured guys. There's just not been a lot of continuity. And I, I'm not worried. I'm actually kind of encouraged by where things are. Yeah, LeBron talked about that after the game, that he doesn't really know what they have, but he feels confident whenever whoever is out there is on the court right now. Like, there's nothing that necessarily, I think, has LeBron worried. And even, like, the the focus on LeBron's minutes early in the season, which he was asked about, and I, I think he acknowledged that, yeah, if if this kept up for an entire season – it could be an issue, but for the time being, I feel fine. You know, this is not the plan. The plan is not for LeBron to play high 30s each night. Like, that that's not the design. And the other thing to remember, too, is there is literally nothing they can do about it right now. Like, even if they wanted to make a move, if they've decided, you know what, we totally overestimated what this roster is, it doesn't work, They've 
basically, other than LeBron, nobody on this team can be traded until December 15th. Reeves and Rui can't be traded until January 15th. So- I, to play amateur GM, would not trade LeBron. Doesn't seem. Like I a think good he's move. playing really well. Doesn't seem um, like I don't a good think move. that's going to make you better. It just, they, I, this is where I think that you know realistic January essentially amounts to a January trade deadline for anybody of consequence because you know you got the D'Lo contract you had, but you almost will for anybody who makes a, a lot of money, you're almost going to need that Rui contract as well. Yeah, if you want Zach Levine, which you, just full disclosure, I don't. I do not. But if you did. You have to wait till mid-January to do it. So, but I that, I think that really benefits the Lakers because there's just no point in talking about it. I mean, I get it. It's it's fun. Lakers fans are always looking at the next thing, and basketball is built like basketball NBA culture is framed around like what's the next big trade that's coming. And and all, but the, because the Lakers can't participate in any of it right now, they can just go play. And you know, when we get after the first of the year, if we still got some problems, things okay. Now that that talk can can heat up but they can ignore it for now and then in the meantime too like d'angelo russell you know he's been traded a lot over his career he's bounced around a lot when the lakers re-signed him there was a an automatic narrative that he was signed with the idea that he could be moved pretty quickly he would be the tradable piece delos actually played really well like part of that assumption with trading delo was He's not going to be all that great on the court. He's going to be seen as expendable. You know, he's a movable contract, and naturally he would be the centerpiece to try to upgrade. D'Lo has not been a problem. So you got to really think twice about the idea of moving D'Angelo Russell just because that was the assumption. D'Angelo Russell, has been, his playmaking has been fantastic this year. Right. People, many Lakers fans, feel about D'Angelo Russell – how Jim Ursay thinks people think about rich white billionaires uh, are prejudiced <laughs> against. Yeah, um, the people actually don't like D'Angelo Russell. Then they, the the performance that he gives, it's like there is no the, the bar just will constantly move because until you get to the playoffs, then well, once the playoffs come, he's going to suck again. Well, he didn't actually suck throughout all the playoffs last year. He was he was catastrophically bad against Denver. Other than that. He had some really good moments in the playoffs. He had some less good moments in the playoffs. And the Lakers are already set up where they're not playing him in a lot of, you know, fourth quarters. Like the idea that, well, you're going to have to sit him in the fourth quarters of, of, of the playoffs. Okay, fine. You're doing it on the way to the playoffs now anyway. And I, it's just you don't want to make moves for the sake of making them. And the Lakers might find themselves in a position where they have to improve or whatever. And maybe you do that with D'Angelo Russell. But until then, acknowledge the guy's actually playing really well. And if you take him off the floor, you're you're hurting yourself unless you replace it. Well, and also too, like, for example, one of the one of the players attached to the Lakers in rumor season permanently is Kyrie Irving. And the Lakers actually will see Kyrie Irving tonight. Uh pregame coverage. Maybe with Sliwa, if he flies in from overseas or whatever he's doing, uh, might be running the show. But either way, begins at 6 o'clock, game at 7.30. If he feels like it. For the time being, there's no incentive for Dallas to move Kyrie Irving. I was just thinking about this. like Without these deadlines and without Dallas doing the, the conversation today would be about, are the Lakers going to trade for Kyrie Irving? You know what I'm thankful for as we head into Thanksgiving? <laughs> that the conversation is not about are the Lakers going to trade for Kyrie Irving. Like, I, I find that very refreshing, but you're right. Do it you think it's going to be a conversation nobody. in a month? I hope not, but it depends what Dallas is doing. It depends if the Lakers are still Yeah, I mean, if Dallas is playing well, they have no incentive no, not to do, do this. You know what I mean? Like, if, if Dallas is playing well and Kyrie is not doing bonkers crap, like, there's no reason to move him. Like, the, the, what would be the reason for it, especially if – you're moving him for players that, at least from the Lakers' perspective, haven't been playing as well as Kyrie. Like, what's Dallas's motivation for doing it? You know what I mean? Beyond the fact that just every player is attached to the Lakers because that's what we do, like, really, what would be Dallas's logic for doing it? And I also, too, wonder, like, obviously, anytime you have, you know, these rumors around, like, Levine, for example, the headlines are always... The Lakers are among the teams that would have interest or would explore a Zach Levine. Well, okay. I mean, they get added to – I really do wonder 
how much interest there is right now in the front office in a deal like that large. Um, specifically something around Levine, but even just something around somebody else that would be that large, that whatever it would be. Like if you can bring back Caruso and maybe DeMar DeRozan, okay. You know, that, I think that probably be more appealing. But I would love to, you know, inject Rob Palenka with some truth serum and find out, are you even kind of, is this something that interests you in the slightest? Because I don't think Zach Levine would actually move the needle for the front office for the Lakers. I certainly hope that he wouldn't because I don't think that makes any sense at all. Ask Cam Brothers. That is coming up next. Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, so we're going to do Ask Cam Bros. And if you have any questions over the phones, you can at 877-710-3776. We're going to start on X, and I'm going to go, or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> start with Beto's1099s asks, Will the toast slash blessing before Thanksgiving meal at Andy's house overrun? It's a lot of time, but about 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it won't be a blessing. No. We're not mm. a blessing family. No. <laughs> That's not what we do. Do you do toast? Are you a toast family? Pretty brief. It's sometimes because, you know, it, like it, he gets real weepy about it. Like my dad will get kind of excited that everybody's together and we'll cry a little bit and just say how happy he is that we're all together. But no, we don't do a lot of that. We, we get to it pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's also, you know, there's four young children involved with all this. Like you don't have time for ceremony. You, you got to get to it. Keep it moving. All right, so this one's from Big E. <laughs> well, that was underwhelming. Next question. <laughs> would, would either of you be willing to participate in a turkey trot tomorrow with a YouTube component? Oh, no. <laughs> that is See, that is you guys are just like happen. me. Turkey trots are the worst and a waste of time. Just sleep in, have a mimosa when you wake up. Like, where? what are we trotting to? Like, if I could, like, turkey trot exactly. downstairs for some breakfast, sure. <laughs> Do you guys eat breakfast on Thanksgiving? Uh, I don't yeah. eat breakfast on a regular basis. It's just a cup of coffee and a muffin, whatever, and that's it. I get. Well, I, I'd rather have breakfast. a bigger lunch, you know. Right, but I mean, I'm just because some people will be like, oh no, I'm not going to eat anything because especially if you're uh, like we usually do like Thanksgiving around like three or four. No, it's later than that. Five, 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 four, five, three. I mean, some people do it at like three. We're not which, the elderly man. We're not doing a, lot people, a lot of people start Thanksgiving at like three. Like yeah, that's what my family yeah, does. We right. start Travis early. Does too. Travis that feels too early. Well, it's it's also, like a well, okay. Are you winner. starting? Are you sitting down to eat at three, or like people start coming over at three? No, I we no, start we like around four thirty or five. Okay, then then yeah, we're talking about we're the good. same no, thing. Yeah, Emily eats at three. Yeah, we eat at three. Yeah, that feels aggressive. Mm. That's it's not early. A, that's not a meal time. We do have an elderly person coming to uh, eat with us. They're about 45. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's just a joke. Wow. <laughs> Travis isn't even uh, here and you're doing this, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got one from Radio Michael Fan. He says, now that both of you guys are bald, what's the best way for us to identify who is AK and who is BK? I'm entertaining. I was AK? Say, if, I, if you funny, hear somebody funny, out. <laughs> funny and entertaining, that was me. Yeah. I'm better looking. But that doesn't yeah. help on the radio. <laughs> That's certainly the consensus. Um, if you were looking to keep, I guess, visually, um, Brian's head is bicked, <laughs> like totally down to the scalp, whereas I have uh, my Jason Statham style buzz. 
Um, mm. I have a beard. Brian does not. Brian wears glasses. I do not. Can you grow a beard, Brian, or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, like legally? No, like him, like like Andy. <laughs> um, I like if you were to grow it out, like do you have like like a? Nice I beard? don't think I grow a particularly great beard, but on the other hand, I've never, I've never tried it long enough to get past that intermediate stage. Where That's like, not true. You've had a beard, not a really long one. No, you had this? very briefly. I would, but like your goatee, for example, is longer than anything that I've ever had. I think once the hair starts coming out, it'll just grow on its own. Like I'm not watering this. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> my point is fertilizer. In on every it. beard, there's that point where you're growing it out, where it's past stubble, and you're you look like you're clearly growing something, and then you're not sure is it going to come in fully or is it going to be kind of patchy and ugly. I've never, I've not really. But tried the to hair past- that comes in though will always keep growing. So as long as your previous beard incarnation right. was not patchy. Then you I can grow it out as I long as you want. I have not spent a lot of time with the beard. I don't remember what it was. I've not had a full beard for, very, very, and I don't remember growing one like really like a beard beard, like <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next one's from Christopher Holmes. What's up, Emily? What do you say? What's up, Holmes? There you go. What is one foreign custom you want the U.S. to adopt? I like bowing. Bowing's nice. (laughs) Bowing's a really nice way to just greet everybody. It's a nice sign of respect. I think it's visually pleasing. Can you do it for YouTube? There you go. (laughs) I'm going to go with the metric system. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, it'd be easier to calculate everything, I guess. I don't think about it that much. (laughs) I've forgotten. What makes it easier? It's, it's everything's in ones whole, and zeros. In tens. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should do that. As opposed to ours, which is like a mile has yards and meters that do make no sense. Oh, Instead absolutely. Of that, you do, we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. All over that. Um, I got one from Jacob. He says, what's one thing that used to be cool but isn't cool anymore? <laughs> According to Jim Ursay, <laughs> driving around hopped up on pills. <laughs> as a rich white billionaire. <laughs> Uh, well no because i would say like a lot of things that like were cool and then not cool anymore are cool again like it's all cyclical i was gonna say like mullets but mullets are really in again and i think acid wash jeans are back okay i've got something that used to be considered cool and i get every indication now is genuinely frowned upon and not considered cool at all no cachet travis rogers two things (laughs) travis rogers smoking (laughs) Smoking, yeah. oh, okay. smoking oh, used one. to be considered very cool. I know as a former smoker, mm-hmm. I was cool as hell when I did it. And yeah. <laughs> thankfully, I've quit because there would be no yeah. cool points attached to it anymore. I, like my daughter and her friends seem to think smoking is genuinely like gross, disgusting, mm-hmm. yeah. not cool at all, repellent. You don't see as many smokers now as you used to. I don't feel like there's a smoking culture the way there used to be. Smoking. Okay. Some of my friends, though, love a drunk cig. Like, they love, like, going into bars and having a cigarette as they leave. So that's essentially... So that... I'm not condoning it, but there is a subculture that it's... That's the worst part about smoking, Emily. Like, it's terrible for you. It is so incredibly addictive. It is nasty. Everybody shouldn't do it. But damn, it feels awesome. It's They're so great. <laughs> oh, they're so wonderful. Uh, all right. But don't so smoke. I got one. Yes. No, no. Don't smoke, kids. So there's from Darren <laughs> Pollock. He says, it's not show. cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Us. <laughs> We're not cool. Um, if you decided to delegate your Ask Cambro responses, would you? So as if you didn't answer them, you had someone else answer them for you. Would you rather have it be AI? Or Carissa Thompson. <laughs> Answer for you. Oh. All right. Shots well, fired. Hold on. Chat GPT. Okay. So let's <laughs> do, type in. What was one of the questions that was asked? Uh, one of the questions that was asked, what's something that was cool that's not co- that used to be cool that's not cool anymore? Okay. You guys answer this the other, the other way. I'll see if I can get an answer to that question. I, I, yeah, feel like what's I, the, I kind Derek? of feel like I want to give Carissa Thompson a break and say Carissa Thompson can take our questions. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I feel like I understand what people don't like about her admitting that, you know, she would embellish some sideline reports. I think people are missing the larger point, which is she shouldn't have had to because all of these coaches who are part of a league that is 
you know, get, that is getting that is paying billions of dollars to the or getting paid billions of dollars by these broadcasting partners. They should be playing ball and not putting Carissa Thompson when she was young and getting started in this position of having to make up a sideline report because sure. they're not cooperating. Like I feel, I feel like people are actually missing the larger point as opposed to just freaking out at Carissa Thompson. Yeah, I also think too. It's like I feel like she was just trying to be like cool. She's just trying to be cool and funny and like answer the question. Carissa Thompson kind of like, used to be cool. Not really it was like, wasn't it like a, it was like a bar stool? It, it was like, on it was part of my stool. take, which is yeah. which is. Um, barstool bar thing right. so, so it's, to be that show like, puts people into a point where they're it's very relaxed so maybe you say things that you might have said in private they wouldn't have said in front of a mic usually or like you're trying Jim to be Mercer cool should. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> yeah i mean and, and this chat gpt thing is not working um anyway oh I, no I well think, maybe in the next break yeah i think that it's like give give her a break i mean first of all when was the last time even the most well-reported Post halftime sideline interview revealed anything interesting. Like okay, the one time that reminded me was when uh, it was Nick Saban with Maria Taylor, and when Nick Saban said, "So quit asking." And the only time that I remember things are when the coach is actually mad at the reporter. Like that's the only time. And so then, why are we even doing it? I understand why. Like there have been sideline reporters who've been upset by this because sideline reporting as a gig often gets, you know mocked or devalued and and the reality is there are people who are really good at this and if you are if you are working with cooperative coaches or you're just observant you know we've seen Sedano do it well Mike Trudell all all sorts of people do it really well where they pick up on details really this is just about the coach cooperating or not cooperating and they should because they are getting paid a ton of money through these broadcasters Mm. to do it they're really the problem Thank you to, to uh, Crypto Ray. Uh, the question he has, I think he has not forgotten his password for ChatGPT. Um, and so he asked the question, what's something that was cool that is not cool anymore? And ChatGPT responded, fidget spinners were once cool, but have lost their popularity over time. <laughs> they were never cool. They were just functional. They were popular. <laughs> sure. What's the popular. difference between popular and cool? Because they're not cool the same. Cool has an, has an assigned... Uh, connotation that you're you're okay. more interesting because of it. The it fidget spinner just has functionality. Put it this way, Emily: like you are of an age where fidget spinners exploded, became really popular. Like that was basically your age demographic. How many times did you ever see like a guy with a fidget spinner? You're like, ooh, that guy's cool. Like, yeah, like James ever, Dean. Nobody with a ever rolled. <laughs> nobody ever rolled up fidget spinners in their sleeve like they did cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like fidget exactly. spinners. I don't know if they were ever. They were popular. I don't know if they were ever cool. I just think that's an interesting question. Take what's that, the difference? Chat what's the difference between popular and cool? Uh, a lot of things are popular that aren't cool. We just heard from at underscore no easy. As you said on the Locked on Lakers podcast, don't yuck my yum when it comes to smoking. No, I want to make it clear. I'm not calling smoking yummy. <laughs> Nobody should do it. <laughs> it just is yummy. <laughs> oh, man. That's the reality. Uh, spaghetti, spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, Tom Brady is trying on a personality. That's interesting. And Caleb Williams, is he still the no-brainer? Number one overall pick. Travis and Sliwa coming up next, 710 ESPN.